All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk NFL Playoff Wild Card Weekend Edition. It's Jeff. It's Brad. Brad, what's going on, dude? Just another day out here living. Finally returned to work after quarantine today. Had a nice, pretty chill day. Come home, talk a little football before Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, Wild Card Weekend, I've always I've made the joke for years. It's not something that Patriot fans are very familiar with. And last year, they went as far as deciding not to make the playoffs at all. So um, I've gotten to the point where Wild Card Weekend, I'll take it. You know, um, there's a lot of really good football teams that are playing this weekend. And uh, it's a privilege to be there. And I'm excited for the games. You know, and I'm I'm a fan of the uh, move the one Saturday game to a Monday nighter. I'm a fan of three different days of football, aside from a noon kickoff on Saturday for a for the NFL game. I I support the movement. I know you had different feelings about a game on Monday night, but I do know it is a thing that they did this year that they didn't do last year, and that's move one of the games from Saturday to Monday. But um, well. I don't know how I don't know how to get into it. I'll just I'll just start talking. Not I'm not making any predictions right now. I'm just simply expressing how things could map out. So hypothetically speaking, the Bucks play at one o'clock on Sunday. Not hypothetically, they do. They play the Eagles. Okay. If the Bucks win, they're going to move on, right? Then the Cardinals and the Rams. Let's say the Rams win. Okay, they would move on. Tom Brady is going to sit at home. And watch this game on Monday. Okay. At eight o'clock, mind you. Not Monday morning. No. At eight o'clock at night. We're going to watch that game. He would have already had a full day of practice and a full day of film. And then he's going to watch this game. Okay. He's going to have all that to sit on. And then the next weekend, if he beats that team, that will be, I'm telling you, that's going to be, well, they had less. It's going to be a problem. Because unless one of these teams wins, it's going to be frowned upon massively. It's, it's kind of the same thing as, you know, the Raiders defense plays almost 90 snaps on a Sunday night game and then have to play Saturday at four against the Bengals. Who rested some of their starters, you know, it's kind of a shorter. shorter it's time not it's not the same because the Bengals were still they played that day. So okay. they didn't practice. They didn't go home and watch it's they were watching the game, sure, but they didn't practice that day. They weren't didn't have film study. They're both starting practice that following Monday. This it's just as this is the time of the year where I'm sorry, there are no Thursday games, there are no Monday games. This is this is weekend football. You know, Friday. I guess I would be somewhat okay with a Friday night, but then it's too. It both teams would have had to play on Sunday for it to make any sense, and it's just I don't like it, man. I don't like it. And here's the thing. If you're a Rams or a Cardinals fan, feel free to let us know how you feel, but I can't imagine you feel very good. Now, obviously, you're you're hoping the Eagles beat the Bucs, but um, you, you can't feel good about having Tom Brady have an extra day for you. That I'm sorry. That, that sucks. That's a shitty scenario. Yeah. And if you're the, the Cardinals, they would be the sixth seed. So if they win, Aaron Rodgers not only has a whole week to prepare, 
he has an extra day. It's just, it just sucks, dude. However you map it out. It just, it's not, I don't, I don't know. I just think them. we're being a little soft on the whole extra day thing. Like people play Monday nights, people play Sunday, the, Thursdays. Like I'm I, not being soft during the regular season. I don't care about the whole Thursday and Monday. This is the playoffs. So this is winner go home, Brad. This is every day that somebody's practicing for you is an advantage. That's why the Super Bowl, there's a whole week layover. So you can have the full week to prepare, get health. There's, there's a lot of contributing factors here. And again, neither of my teams, I don't give a shit. But if New England would have been on a Monday night, I'd have been disappointed. I guess I always just look at it. If you didn't win all 17 of your games and get the first round by, you're susceptible to having disadvantages. 100%. So I guess you're I right. It. No, you're right. You are right. I get what you're saying, though. I just, I don't know. But. I didn't know we were going to get into that. It wasn't on the schedule today. I, I just it, it wasn't it on and... the schedule, and you brought it up, and I'm glad you did because I have an opinion. Obviously, you got your own. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get started. Super Wild Card Weekend is going to start off with – now, this isn't my opinion. This is typically a fact. They throw the least – what's the word I'm looking for? It's not the least – I mean, it's not a bad game. The least polarizing, the least drawing number – the game that they think is going to get the least rating, they always throw it as the first playoff game. And in years past, it's been the Texans and it's been even the Bengals when they played the Jets a couple of years ago. It was the first playoff game. A lot of times they do this. I'm actually really excited about Bengals Raiders. Now, before we get into all of them, there's a good storyline on every single one of these games worth watching. I 100% agree. Like there's not a single game on here that I'm not interested to see in the in the in the least slightest bit. So Bengals no, Raiders. Yeah. Now, obviously, both of us we are we are not only do we love football, but we are NFL nerds. We love the NFL. We we get up for a Thursday night matchup between the Jags and the Bengals early in the year when we thought both those teams would be bad. Okay, we get up for that stuff. We like that stuff. These are all playoff teams. These are all outside of the. Eagles and Steelers. These are all 10 win teams. Obviously, they're all over 500. Okay. They're all the least nine win teams. Um, but most of these teams won double digit games. And these are really good football teams. And obviously, the Raiders, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. They are a chaotic team. They faced a lot of chaos. Tons of just they're a circus. I mean, that's really what the Raiders have been all year is a circus. And neither of us loved them. You know, I just recently posted on the Real Talk page a clip of me asking you which of the four and two teams you liked the most back in week six after we did that pod um, where both teams are four and two. And you said you liked the Bengals. I agreed with you. Um, and you said, and, you're, and I quote, two up credit to a, uh, I think you said something along the lines of like, it's my own fault that I can't get behind the Raiders. It's something about, I don't know what it is, but I'm with you. I fall on that same line. I can't take the Raiders seriously. It's not even like, it's not even like they're the Browns until they're not the Browns deal. It's just, I, I, you're good enough to win games. It's not like you're like a bad team. I, I bring like this, no, I, I just, I bring this up a lot that I started watching football when I was nine in 2004. Yeah. And maybe the NFL just wanted to get the monkey off the back of one of these teams. Their last playoff wins, Bengals 1991, Raiders 2003. They've never won a playoff game since I've watched football. So it's like I I just don't get them being good. Same thing with the Jaguars. When they made that weird AFC championship run year, 
they were really good, but like they've never been good while I've been alive. Like yeah. now the Bills are turning around, so it's like you're just seeing a little bit of a turn in the NFL. And the Raiders, uh, Dan, who does a lot of podding with us, good friend of the show. He even said Raiders win their final four games by a total of 12 points with six walk-off wins on the season. I'll take 10 and seven in a playoff run. Like the loss of John Madden, they're being investigated by their owners being investigated by the IRS on tax accusations and things of that nature. They lose John Madden. John Gruden gets fired after five games after accusational emails. Darren Waller's in another lineup. Josh Jacobs has injury problems. Henry Ruggs with a car accident drives, you know, every – what Their first-round corner from last season, Damon Arnett, has gun charges. He gets cut. Didn't another corner just get like charged? It was like something just again, like it was a meme. It was an op from the office. He was holding up zero, and it said days since a Raiders player has been arrested. And it was like they've just gone through so much. And, again, six walk-off wins. This team is the pinnacle of never say die. They use every snap. They have the second-most lethal kicker in the NFL. And literally, he's a monster. It's just Justin Tucker. Well, the last one remaining, Justin Tucker's not in the playoffs. So they have the best yeah. kicker going in the postseason. Uh, this team never say die. Um, Max Crosby. I mean, this was a massive blow-up season for him. He may have been good in the past year. He was standout great this year. Um, it is unfortunate because he was teetering on maybe all-pro selection, I thought. But T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, it's tough to get in with those two guys there. But... I really like the Bengals. With all that said about the Raiders, the Bengals, I just think um, the defense of the Bang or the of the Raiders, I don't think they have enough for this Bengals pass attack. I just um, I really like what the Bengals have been able to do. They're hosting a playoff game, so Las Vegas, a dome team, has to fly out to Cincinnati, where it's going to be below ten degrees. Um, Cincinnati doesn't have an outdoor practice facility, so they're practicing in this weather all week. Um, like I said, the, the Raiders defense played almost 90 snaps on a Sunday night game and now have to turn around and play early on Saturday or the, the first game Why the Bengals rested Joe Mixon and rested Joe Burrow. You know, the star wide receivers didn't play a ton. So for reasons that aforementioned, I'm going to take the Bengals, but I feel like the Las Vegas Raiders fans kind of feel like they're playing on house money and they made the playoffs. They've got a shot. And, you know, they also lost 32 to 13 in the regular season to the Bengals. But mind you, that was a six point game going into the fourth quarter. Then the Bengals scored 19. But then again, they did do that. So I don't know. They only scored 13 on the Bengals defense. And I think the Bengals offense is hitting an all time they're they are peaking at the right time coming into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the Bengals are a team that I spoke um, around draft time that they needed to take Jamar Chase. Um, I really, I never backed down on that. And I talked about Jamar Chase even in the preseason. I distinctly remember I'm in my fantasy football draft and uh Somebody, I believe, either took Tyler Boyd or T Higgins. Truthfully, I don't remember which one, but it was not Jamar Chase. And I said, interesting, you didn't take the Bengals' number one receiver? They said, he won't even be their third receiver. Laughable. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Jamar Chase is going to be their best receiver. By, by, and he wasn't by a mile, but he was their best receiver. In his rookie season, he was their yeah. best receiver. Um, 
No, mind you, T. Higgins had a thousand yards, and Tyler Boyd had like literally like nine hundred. Um, they almost became that that rare group where they had three thousand yard receivers. Um, I really like the Bengals. I, I they're a team that if I was ranking who I wanted to win the Super Bowl, everybody knows I'm picking New England. Like that's they're my team. Two would probably be the Bucks. Tom Brady. Three though, if it's not one of those, I, the Bengals. I, I, I they're I a team I like talking. to root for. I was just talking with a guy. We were going through the playoff scenarios and stuff, and uh, yeah, we were playing some video games. And I was like, "Man, if the Steelers don't do it, I would love to see Burrow and the Bengals hoist that yeah. Lombardi." Like, and all oh, their divisional rivalries, dude. They they've been dog shit for ever. <laughs> that's for a fair, fair term. Like, that's fair. Yeah, they've that, been dog like, shit. And and everyone's like, "Oh, division rival, this and that." Man, I'm not all caught up in that. Like, the Steelers are still in it. I want them to win. But, like, I don't know. I think there's – I feel like if you if you hold on to reasons to hate so many different teams or dislike so many teams, it just takes away from the whole sport. Like, I, I just – I love Joe Burrow at LSU. Um, I loved yeah. watching him. I remember uh, when we would go to the campground, I, Joe Tutty Burrow. You know, I was saying that all day. Yeah. That was the most prolific college offense I've ever seen by a mile. And, That's because uh, it was not just because you've seen it. It was the the greatest college season ever. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. That's number two and number four in the receiving yards. They're two year. two all pros. Yeah, two and four. <laughs> Joe Burrow, who's second in QBR in the NFL this year, over four thousand yards. Joe Mixon. I thought he was like twenty eight. He's twenty five. He's really the only Bengal I don't like, but he's a good running back. Yeah. So it's like. I, I don't know. They, they're just, they're so fun to watch. They're electric and the Bengals, the Bengals won it in 2022. Like what? So two questions. Who are you taking? And if it's not the Bengals, why is the Raiders going to win? <laughs> um, I, every time have... we pick, every time we pick against them, they win. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I'm right because I don't think I ever picked <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Bengals because they're the home team, but the Raider Derek Carr's having a good season. Yeah. Say what you want about that offense. They they play good. They're not afraid to punt the ball and put their defense out there anymore. They're serviceable at times. Um they fell apart a little bit in the fourth quarter against Justin Herbert, but again, five four down completions. I mean, yeah. they were just gas. So I mean they've won they've won a lot of games and again, special teams in the playoffs. Every point you can get matters. And they have a guy that if you get to the 40-yard line, you're getting three points. Like, that's that's huge. Maybe not in the Bengal weather. But, again, they're going to have that advantage. And they've got a good pass rusher. Their offensive line's been okay. They have a good running back. Derek Carr's playing great. Hunter Renfro's a dog. I mean, we, we always talk about Deshaun Jackson and, and uh, Hunter, Hunter Henry, sorry, Henry Ruggs and Darren yeah. Waller. But, like, Hunter Renfro runs some mean routes. Like he's their best receiver. Yeah, most of the time when you're watching his highlights, he's not mossing people. He's just four yards wide open because he literally. I mean, yeah. he's so good. And uh, the Bengals don't have a lockdown corner. Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr can have success on this team, but um, it's really just it's an offensive league, and, and the Bengals' offense just they're they're lightning. They're just lightning in a bottle, man. They're they're just so good. It's no, it's no disrespect on the Raiders. It's just I'm taking the Bengals here. Yeah, I think it's a bad matchup for the Raiders. Um, 
you know, an area where they just unfortunately have not been able to improve is just their pass defense. Um, they do have a good pass rush, which kind of masks their, their pass defense. Um, it's not going to be able to. There's, the Bengals are too good at wide receiver. I mean, truthfully, that's really what it is. And to get you to back off the pass rush, they're pretty solid running the football, too. Mixon had 1,000 yards. That was a lot of tight end come alive too he's he's great too so um watch out for something crazy bro to, to have some wild card weekend record numbers i'm not saying they're he's gonna throw just just absolutely annihilate the raiders but i like them to have a big day i think it's a lot um it would not even shock me for the raiders to win because that's the kind of season they've had but i think it runs out and this Bengals team is really good and really special and they have a they have a um they have a bright future, not only next season, but I think in this in this postseason too. Um, let's go next here. Uh, the next, so that game was NBC four thirty on Saturday. I don't know if I announced that. So, uh, it's the first playoff game. Second playoff game is Saturday night eight fifteen CBS. Um, very unique matchup. So you have the New England Patriots ten and seven on the year traveling to Buffalo to play the eleven and six Bills. This is their third matchup. I say unique, and you're like, unique, they play each other all the time. This is a unique matchup because they're going to play for the third time, and I don't even think it's arguable. The first two matchups are not an indication of what we're going to see in this game. Um, game one, they play on a Monday night in an absolute windstorm where Mac Jones only throws it three times. Uh, New England dominates the line of scrimmage, and Buffalo goes you know, 50% passing, and New England wins the game in a low-scoring fashion. Game two... Um, is in Foxborough in in the first time in Bill Belichick's entire career, he never forces a punt. Uh, that's not going to happen again. <laughs> so two different scenarios um, where a quarterback throws three passes and then the other team never punts. Uh, neither of those are going to happen again. This is going to be a, a different kind of matchup. Definitely physical. Definitely one at the line of scrimmage. Uh, turnovers are going to be a big key factor here. Um, before we give our predictions, what do you have to say about this game? Um, I, I just think there's, I really like the bills here. Um, I think the bills are just right now a little bit more explosive on offense. And I think that, that, that really helps. Um, I guess the way I put it and um, this, this might be with, with one or two other games, but I think there's three ways this game ends bills, big bills, close or Patriots close. And that's why I tend to lean the Bills, because I think the Bills are just, I don't know, Devin Singletary in the run game the last couple weeks has at least been serviceable. They haven't had to totally rely on Josh Allen, even though he still is the the majority of their running game. Um, Having Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, they have a really good lineup there. They're they're number one in total defense, number one in pass defense. Um, I think that that hurts Matt Jones a little bit. I think he's going to struggle, especially with the safety tandem of Mike Hyde. But, man, with a high of zero, wind chills of negative 15, who knows how players are going to react to that. I don't know what the coldest weather Mac Jones has played in. I know he played in the South in college. Um, it obviously affects every human when it's that cold. But I just wonder if Josh Allen may have more experience in cold weather. Um, I've seen Josh Allen have good games in the snow or when it's below 15 degrees. So, I'm leaning Bills, um, and obviously you gave all yours. I guess I'll start with the pick here, but I'm taking the Bills. I would obviously 
if the Patriots win, though, it's not like, oh, what? Like, the Patriots have every chance to win this game, and they have the best coach in the playoffs. So there's always that riding on it, too. Patriots are a complete team, but um, I like the Bills. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Wild Card Weekend is always a special weekend um, because it's called Wild Card Weekend for a reason. The Wild Card is traditionally the underdog. It's like, what's going to happen? Can this team go on the road? Um, two years ago, back in 2019, wild card uh, teams were three and one on the road. So, it, I mean, it's just it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic that you know road teams can come in and and put up an upset. Uh, I also think that this is a again, it's a unique matchup where these two teams are just kind of they know each other. We know what we're going to get. That's why I think it's going to be really close. Um, I don't think anybody's blowing anybody out in this game. And I think ultimately New England's best chance to win is to control the line of scrimmage and run the football, which I think they'll do, and they can force a turnover too. I actually like New England to win this game. Um, I'm not going to pick against them in wild card round. Uh, it doesn't make sense too. I think that they are just as good as Buffalo. Uh, it is. Uh, I mean, they would have finished the season with the same record if they knew how to play in Miami, but for some reason they they become nothing when they're there. So, with that said, I think that this is uh, a team that isn't going to rely on Mac Jones, isn't going to allow Mac Jones to to do anything that he's not capable of doing. And I think, I think New England can force Josh Allen to a turnover or two and make him uncomfortable, and, and that will be the difference. And not that it'll get exhausting, but in terms of unique matchups, we have Mac Jones and Bill Belichick, Sean McDermott and Josh Allen in Buffalo and in Foxborough, New England. We're going to have plenty more matchups where it's crappy weather, or not perfect scenarios, and possibly more times where they play three times a year. Uh, these are two teams where you can almost say, you know, it was like that that 10 years where it was like Steelers and Ravens making the playoffs a lot, or you have like in the, you know, there's just many teams where two, two from the same division are going to go, especially with seven teams making the playoffs now. Uh, Dolphins firing their head coach. They look like they're going to possibly on the decline. Jets are, again, one of the worst teams in the league. So you look for these two to be competing for the division for the next 10 years, honestly, with their quarterbacks that they have. So we could be seeing a lot more of Patriots, Bills, in the playoffs. Maybe they won't always match up with each other on wild card weekend, but these are two teams you'd fancy to have successful years ahead of them in the AFC. This I, I don't know this for a fact, so do not quote me. I'm just saying and proposing this. This has to be an NFL record where three, where two teams are going to play each other three times after December. That's nuts. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, because you guys played real late in the season. Was it like week Dece- fourteen? And December sixth, December twenty sixth, and now January what is fifteenth? Like that's nuts. So um, these teams know each other very well. I mean, this, that's why I think it's going to be so close. Um, but I like I like Bill Belichick in a close game with our running game. At the end of the day, this is how I see it, and I think this is how some other people see it. There was a monstrosity of a windstorm. The game ended 14-10, correct? Yeah. And it was pretty much a stalemate, but and they earned it, but the Patriots slip off for like a 70-yard touchdown run. Yep. So 14 It was the difference. It was the one difference. big play. Then the weather was a little bit different, and it was weird because the Bills kind of just – they never punted. They just walked up and down the field, and it was like they had one game in unplayable conditions almost. It was it was crazy to see. 
And then when it was not something that maybe has never been seen in NFL before, 40-mile-an-hour wind, the Bills yeah. crushed them. So do I think they'll crush them again? No, but I think right now the Bills are the better better team, and the teams are so close that it's like right now you'd rather have Josh Allen and Mac Jones in terms of playmaking ability. So, like I said, the Patriots are a complete team, offense, defense, special teams, so every chance to win, but I'm going to take the Bills here. Yeah, I mean – I. Matt Judon hasn't had a sack in weeks. He's eight and two, or the Patriots are eight and two in games where he does have a sack. We're going to need him to come up big. We're going to need the running game to, to be good. Uh, and we're going to need Bill Belichick to coach a good game. And I think he'll do, I think all those things will happen. So then, therefore, I'm, I'm taking New England. So uh, let's keep it moving here, getting into the Sunday games. Sunday, one o'clock, you have the Philadelphia Eagles, nine and eight on the season. They're going to be traveling to Tampa Bay to play the two seed. Uh, Buccaneers, Tom Brady and company, thirteen and four on the year. Uh, this game's on Fox, one o'clock. Where are you going here? I think that ultimately we we talked about this briefly on on our pod the other day, um, and I think that this is this has it's the most unique matchup um, as far as like matchups go of this weekend because you have a strength of one team that's number one in the league versus the strength of another team that's probably number one in the league. I don't know for a fact, but the Tampa Bay's run defense is very good, bar none. Um, but the Eagles are the best run offense. So where are you going here? Look, the narrative of what you said is fun. <clears throat> and I guess I don't want to spend a ton of time on this matchup particularly because this is how I look at it. The Eagles are finding their identity, but they're not good enough yet. Um, the fact that you can't cut undercut offensive linemen that are pulling and they have the most athletic offensive line in the NFL, I don't think that's up for debate. That's that's an advantage, sure, but it's not an advantage when it's Vita Vea and Dominican Sue, Pierre Paul, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Levante David. Like the the front seven of of Tampa is just too great. Jalen Hurts on the road in Tampa for his first playoff game in that atmosphere, looking across the field at Tom Brady. Um, it's definitely daunting. He can say it's not, but it is. Then Tampa on the offensive side. They're, they get Fournette back. Mike Evans, eight straight thousand yard receiving, you know, games. Gronk's on the field. You know, he has relationships with Scotty Miller and those other guys. You know, Cameron Bray, OJ Howard, we haven't even talked about. Those could be packages they're just waiting to use in the postseason. I just think Tampa's roster is too overpowering for the Eagles. I'm looking forward to see what the Eagles can build on next season. I do think Jalen Hurts is the guy. I do think Sirianni can do some things. I believe they were winless against teams with a 500 or better record, and that included 0 and 7 against playoff teams, which they were 9 and 7, correct? Or 9 and 8? They were 9 and 8. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So I believe they were 0 and 7 against playoff teams, but they were go one step further, 0 and 8 against teams with a winning record. So the Lions, the Texans, they had wins over playoff teams. The Eagles couldn't do that. So it seems like. You know, one thing you want out of a team is when you play the bad teams, you got to take care of business. But they, they're they're not there yet to beat the good teams, let alone the elite teams, which the Buccaneers are one of those. So I don't see much hope for the Eagles. It'll be on my TV. I'll watch every snap. But I could see this one start to get out of hand. You say the Eagles, maybe they can have time of possession. And what if they don't? That's the only way it can work. 
if they come out and boom, maybe one first down, but they're punting in their first six plays. I don't think they have the defense to really compete with what, what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offer. Yeah, I think you're, I mean, you're, you're right. You're right in a lot of people that will disagree with, with what I'm saying. I think that's the majority of people. I mean, and again, we talk about Steelers, Chiefs or Eagles to Impa saying like, wow, these are some of the most one-sided matchups. Remember before last year, the Eagles and Steelers wouldn't be in the playoffs and the Chiefs in Tampa wouldn't be playing this weekend. That's why they seem more lopsided. So of course we're going to see more of those because the two seed and the seven seed are now on wild card weekend. So of course, everybody loves that David versus Goliath. A prove it game. But prove that prove but, that you're the second seed, really. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's it's the it's the one versus sixteen in March Madness. You're expected to win, but you got to prove it. You know what I mean? Um. So the one thing about the Eagles' defense, obviously, we know they're number one in rushing yards, or rushing offense. Okay, by by a mile. But for the weeks one through seven. They were averaging 26 and a half points per game given up. It was 24th in the league. Pretty bad. But through weeks eight through 16 to close out the year, they were only giving up 16 and a half. That's fourth in the league. I They have turned on a defensive note. If they can make Tom Brady uncomfortable and control the ball, I, those are two things, obviously. No, no, no. They can really scare Tampa. I don't think they win. They're not coached hard enough they don't have the depth they don't have the quarterback play but i think this game's scary i think i think tampa might even have a last minute drive in there to win this game i think this game is more i think it's more close than people are giving it credit the spread's eight i don't love the spread i could see tampa winning this like 30 24 like late in this game yeah i I just i look at it it's kind of like how we kind of pointed out for the Dolphins, like the Eagles went on kind of a tear in the second half of the season. Well, all their wins came against under 500 teams. So of course their stats reflect that. And you look at one of those losses in the back half, they lost to the giants, but it was 13, 10. So it'll look good for the defense in a game that they lost because they're throwing picks to the giants. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We told you, I like Tampa. I do like Tampa. We're not, I just think the Eagles, Make this fun. Yeah. It, if they can control the clock and get after Brady. Which I think, they, then, I think they, they can, can. Yeah. They can make it close to give themselves a chance, but it has to be perfect. They have to yeah. play perfect football to have a chance. The Buccaneers can play good football and win by 10. And again, I love Tampa. I love Brady. Okay. How good is this team without Antonio Brown and without Chris Godwin? We're about to we, find out, really. We really don't know. We it, really it, don't know. But that's that's why at the beginning of the season we preached and preached on the depth. Like oh, Darius Slay is about to be on Mike Evans. I'm okay. Okay. Mike Evans. Uh, I'm All just saying, I, I dude, if this wasn't Tom Brady, and obviously I'm a homer, but if this isn't Brady, I'd be scared for Tampa. I if think this is a Jalen Ramsey or Marshawn Lattimore. I'm taking Mike Evans all day. And again, that's the thing though. Their safeties are young and their linebackers are kind of weak right now. Gosh, I could see Gronk 82 yards, two touchdowns tomorrow. Or oh, and that's Sunday. how they would win. Right. Because Gronk but, is a mismatch. But I look at them to say, okay, 
we have a good offensive line. They start bringing out Cameron Bray, O.J. Howard, and Gronk in three tight end formations. Nobody has that on film of them, really. Now yeah. they're running the ball, hitting a lot of play action, and all three of those receivers or tight ends are well-capable receivers. We could go on and on about Tampa, but honestly, I'm at the point to where I'm interested to see Tampa in about 10 days. Same. Um, all right. This is a big one. This is, I think this is the most talked about playoff game of any of them right now. Uh, you have the San Francisco 49ers, 10 and 7 on the year. Uh, they're going to be traveling to Dallas to play the 12 and 5 Cowboys. Cowboys, uh, hell of a season. Hell of a season. Surpassed my expectations. Uh, I think they've suppressed a lot of people's expectations. They had a, a really nice defensive coach upgrade by bringing in Dan Quinn. Um, They've had their problems this year, injuries in different in such nature in different areas, COVID situations. But right now they seem like they're pretty healthy outside of losing Michael Gallup for the year to ACL. The Niners, on the other hand, they've been a team that's just like underachieved early, had a ton of injuries, and then all of a sudden got smoking hot, have beat a ton of teams. Jimmy Grappolo seems like he's fucking ice in his veins in the fourth quarters of games. Where are you going here? I think this is as good of a football game as we're going to see all weekend. Yeah. And I, I think I think this game is going to not live up to the hype and narrative. I really think the Cowboys are that much better. Okay. I, I really do. I, I think okay. I think the 49ers pose an interesting interesting battle, but I think that they don't have the secondary to compete with what the Cowboys are doing offensively right now. Their offensive line's healthy. They're running the ball well. They're passing the ball well. They just dropped 50 on the Eagles, who we talked about their defense, you know, really stepping up later in the yeah. season. Yeah. Um, as to where the 49ers did play, maybe a home game, against the Rams and really played for their way into the playoffs, the Cowboys just tuned it up against the Eagles. Like, I think the Cowboys are ready to go. I think they're ready to make a run. I think when you have – Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, and Demarcus Lawrence playing at the top of their game, and you have a immobile quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that spells disaster. And we talked about sometimes when the 49ers are most successful, it's when Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing it 18 to 22 times. I don't think they're going to be able to do that and win. I think the Cowboys foot on the gas are going to eventually score too many points, force Garoppolo into positions he doesn't want to be in, must-pass situations, score points. Um, although I like Kittle, Samuel, and Juszczyk, and Elijah Mitchell, I like the 49ers. But um, I just think the Cowboys are are built a little different this year, and I really like the Cowboys to win. And I think we're all going to be looking forward to that Sunday night game. Um I like the I like the Cowboys. I really just like the Cowboys, and you know I had them as a Super Bowl prediction for a while, but um, we'll see. I have my bracket in front of me. We'll see if that holds true. But I like the Cowboys to take care of business at AT and T. Yeah, I, I agree with with some of your accusations. Um, first off, I'm taking the Cowboys. I think I think they're the better team. I completely agree with that. Um, I think it's very close. I think not only is this first off, I think this game's going to pop a massive rating. Oh um, my gosh, it's, it's going to be disgusting. It's going to pass, just pop a stupid rating on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Historic franchises, ten Super Bowl rings going head to head. Yeah, it's it's going to be monumental. 
Um, I think Jimmy G has been tremendous. And it, I like the Cowboys, but let me say this. The team that wins this game is the team that doesn't try to outsmart the room. If the Cowboys go out of this game and let Dak throw it 50 times, they lose. They become unbalanced. They lose this game. If the Niners come into this game and they just try to out-scheme the Cowboys and they bring in Trey Lance 100 times, they lose. One of those things I think will happen. <laughs> um, but I think ultimately when you look at the X's of this game, the Cowboys pass rush is too much. It is too much. Trent Williams will hold down his side. There's two more guys. So, okay, Dexter Lawrence might be contained. Gregory ain't going to be, and Parsons ain't going to be. Okay, maybe Gregory's contained. Okay, well, Lawrence and, and Parsons. Well, maybe Parsons. Oh, two of the guys are always going to have an advantage over that Niners offensive line outside of Trent Williams. He'll do his thing. He'll hold down that left side. That right side is in massive danger. And unfortunately, I love Jimmy. I, I don't think this is a good spot for him. Pressure, pick six, Trayvon Diggs. I think the Cowboys win as well. I don't think it's it's like a blowout. I think this is a very good game. I think it'll pop a huge rating. I think it'll hold the rating because I think it'll be there. And I also think it's going to be fireworks. Like 41-35. Um, so, big time. I think the one advantage, though, that presents a unique matchup now that you bring it up, you say Lawrence, Parsons, and Gregory. Yeah, all three of them. Well, one of the things I've talked about the past few weeks the 49ers have the luxury of at all times when they line up with their, their lineup out there, they have three running backs, Debo, Elijah, and Juszczyk. They have seven offensive linemen, counting Kittle and Juszczyk. They have six wide receivers, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Kittle, Juszczyk, the running back. Like, they have so They're many unique. Ball- they have so They're many multi-purpose, multi-tool, do-everything guys that George Kittle would love a chance to get his hands on Micah Parsons as a rookie and, and see what he's about. You know what I'm saying? Micah Parsons is borderline defensive player of the year, so he's not your average rookie. But I'm just saying, like, has he gone up against a tight end that, you know, he's looking for a chip but grabs him and pancakes him? Like, what happens then? I just – they do present that, but I will say this. I think Cowboys start to run away with it. If they don't, if it is a three to four point game going into the fourth quarter, it's close. I trust Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter in tight crunch time more than I trust Dak and Mike McCarthy, especially with some of the bonehead stuff Mike McCarthy has done with timeouts, challenges, mismanaging the time. Um, There can be some of that. And I feel like the Cowboys have a little bit more personality flair in terms of meltdown opportunities. I think some of the dysfunction, some of the Amari Cooper stuff, Zeke, you know, some of their defensive players. So we'll see. But I like the star to get it done. But, man, this is this has got to be one of the most intriguing matchups along with our next matchup here. Yeah, next one. Um well, Sunday I, meant, night. I meant Monday night. The Sunday night's not as interesting as the 49ers. My best. Sunday night football. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers 9-7-1 and one on the year are traveling to Kansas City <clears throat> to play the 12-5 and five Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs favored by 12.5 per ESPN app. Um, yeah, I think this is... Uh, I think this is a bad situation for the Chiefs. I'll say it. All right. I said it weeks ago. I'll say it again. 
this is a game where I think the Chiefs could get too cocky. Do I think they lose the game? No, I don't. I have them winning. But I don't think this is a 31-3 to game again. I, I don't think that's the case. And I don't think Ben's getting pulled because this is a slaughter. I, I, I'm i sorry. There's no way. There's just, there's just no way that the Steelers are going to get manhandled again. No way. And I think there's enough opportunity for TJ Watt to be a major factor in this game and wreck a game plan. And for, for Minka to get, you know, his hands on an interception. You know, Patrick's been pretty careless with the ball this season. He's had a ton of picks dropped again. Um, Yeah, I just, uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm not picking the Steelers. But I don't think this is an ass beating. And a lot of people have it as one. I've even heard some analysts call this better than a buy, which I think is silly. 34-13 Chiefs is my prediction, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think the Steelers have a chance, um, to be honest with you. Uh, The offensive line is weak for the Steelers. Frank Clark, um, Chris Jones, they they wrecked the pocket. Ben is immobile. His average yards per attempt is 6.2 yards. Um, Patrick Mahomes in his career is 3-0 against the Steelers. Average points per game, 39. Um, The Steelers have always done poorly versus smart, great quarterbacks, honestly. When it comes to Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady, the Steelers have always had poor answers. I don't know if if they stick to their guns on defense and they don't change for the great quarterbacks, Um, but – we, we just can't do anything. Uh, we, we talk about TJ, and he is a very important player, uh, defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, last time we played the Chiefs, they just double him every play. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball out of his hands too quick. Um, they have dynamic playmakers for a weak cornerback crew um, for the Steelers. Um, it is totally uphill. It would, have, it would take an awful game from Patrick Mahomes. Then on the flip side, the Chiefs, the Chiefs' defense has improved. It, the Steelers have just been so poor. I don't know how we made it here. I'm glad we did, and we have a shot. It's 0-0. But if you're asking me to look straight at it, I don't see this being a game in the fourth quarter. I would love it to be. My terrible towel will be waving. I'll be in the living room. I'll be watching. I just don't see it. Um, the only solace Steelers fans can have is it's number seven as the seventh seed going for number seven. Lucky number sevens. Can it be? Can it be that that year? Uh, but it would take a magical, magical time to win. But all I have to say is, going forward, if the Steelers did beat the Chiefs, that will completely flip the entire AFC, because the Steelers would have to be taken seriously. The Steelers would have a confidence, and the Steelers' defense. God, I would have loved to play the Titans in the first round. I would have loved to see the Texans beat the Titans. This would be a totally different conversation. But um, let me read you something. I know you've heard this, but I'm going to read it to you. Big Ben was asked about uh, the game, and this was his final comment. We're probably 20-point underdogs, and we're going to the number one team. I know they're not the number one seed, but they've won the AFC the last two years, arguably the best team in football. We don't have a chance, so let's just go out there and have fun. Oh, yeah. That's one of two things. A, you're just you're just talking. Or B, you legitimately are okay with the fact that you're an underdog and you believe you have a chance. 
he's 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 trying to use this platform to just motivate the team. Like it's another thing that they're all gonna not be able to avoid to see that. Yeah, all these people don't believe in us because you know in the locker room he has a different thing. But Ben has always been terrible at the microphone. He's just not good at talking at the microphone. Yeah. But you know it's probably premeditated that he's going to go out there and be like, look, I'm going to toss toss the media some stuff. I'm going to tell them that we got no chance. I'm going to tell them what everybody's saying so you guys can hear it again because Ben's getting no pushback. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, that's what we think too. You know, He's trying his best to motivate the team. He just sounds terrible at the microphone. Can I but, can I give you one more thing before you yeah. go on too far? Oh, you're good. Mike Tomlin has been coaching for 14 years. Incredible. Okay. He's been an incredible coach. 15 years. Sorry. He has a staggering 41, 23, and 2 record against the spread as an underdog. 23 well, losses. Yeah. 41, 23, and 2 as an underdog. I think 41, 24, and 2 don't sound too bad. <laughs> okay. Um, he's also 23 and 26 straight up as a road underdog. Okay. I mean, that's not bad. Listen, I, I just, since Patrick Mahomes has taken over the start, they are the only team that slaughter us every time they play us. Now there was one game where it was 37, 42. We had a missed two-point conversion and a missed extra point and a missed field goal or something like that, and we ended up losing by five. And it was like, holy crap, we can play with the Chiefs. We had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Okay? But, again, the, the Chiefs averaged 39 points against No, them. I understand. I understand. But here's the thing. Steelers can't score 30, literally on anyone. They scored 30, like, once this year. Okay? They're not a scoring team. It's my biggest thing I, I've said on it a hundred times. You know it. Everyone knows it. The season, 20. It's pretty bad. That's actually We're not really holding the Chiefs under twenty-four. You don't think you could see a Buffalo Bills Week One effort? We can have that effort. Patrick Mahomes is better. That offense is better than the Bills. Whose defense is better, Denver's or, or Pittsburgh's? For Kansas City, Denver's because of their secondary. They they have some corners that that they can match. They have an All-Pro safety in Justin Simmons, who's Built to, to, to give tight yeah. ends trouble. Patrick Sertan, Kyle Fuller, one's a uh, pass. Uh, Steelers' defense as a whole is better, but we match up dis terribly, awfully against the Chiefs. We struggle to guard tight ends our entire – since I've watched yeah. the Steelers, they've struggled with tight ends. Travis Kelsey is the best in the game right now. We let a lot of plays over the top with our corners on the outside. They have the fastest wide receiver, three track stars at wide receiver. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and then his backup, uh, Williams, they were averaging, losing to it in Alu-Alu. Our run defense hasn't even been that great. I mean, when the Titans almost beat us this year, four men up the middle, seven yards, eight yards. How did the, um, how did the Ravens almost beat us? Just chunk yards right up the middle. The Steelers make some splash plays here, and we have a guy with 22 and a half sacks, but they're literally chipping double TJ Watt. They throw it within four seconds, or within like two seconds, and yeah. they just walk down the field. It's And then 
to top it all off, it's like, well, if you're going to give up stuff, you're going to have to be able to score. And the Steelers' offense has been a nightmare to watch. It has been an absolute nightmare to watch. Matchup-wise, we match up good against Josh Allen because the offensive line is bad. They don't have a good run game. Lamar Jackson can't really throw, so we push more inside the, the box. We play him well. Baker Mayfield likes throwing to both teams, so we play the Browns well. What happened when we played Joe Burrow? And an excellent pass offense. They slaughtered the Steelers twice. What happens when we play the Chiefs? We get slaughtered. Because well, it's just it doesn't work. Well, Brad, we've gone through uh, two. What's your form? This is, this is our fifth game we've gone through. Okay? And you have taken the home team, the home team, the home team, the home team, the home team. Not I, hope, I, I hope for your sake the Steelers win. I do too. I'll I know win. you do. I know you do. I know you do. Here, let's let's move on to, to the Monday nighter that we just debated a few minutes ago without even talking about the actual game. Um, we had the Cardinals eleven and six on the year. They were easily, easily the hottest team in football through ten weeks, and unfortunately, they they kind of fell apart. Uh, I think they lost five of the last six or four of the last six. They were not a good football team in the second half of the year. They definitely were in coast mode. Um, they're heading to L.A. to play the Rams, the 12-5. and five. Matthew Stafford-led Rams. Uh, Stafford looking for his first-ever playoff win. Uh, this is a fun game. 8 o'clock on a Monday night in a playoff atmosphere. Yes, please. Yes, please. Monday night football playoff game. I'm all down. And this is big time. You have an 11-6 and six versus a 12-5, and five, and it's the third time they're going to play, and they're 1-1 one and one against each other. And the road team won both games. So... This is fun. Hit me. The secondary is pretty much depleted for for the Rams. They're signing Eric Weddle, who hasn't even played since COVID, retired in 2016, I think. Um, DeAndre Hopkins comes back. James Conner comes back. J.J. Watt somehow comes back. But robo-cop, dude, he's ridiculous. But I just think that um, – I think Kyler Murray's going to have a good game. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a good game, and I don't know about Matt Stafford. I mean, this dude still loves throwing picks. Um, it baffles me at times. Um, if you ask me right now, I trust Kyler Murray over Matt Stafford. I don't. I don't know who has more playoff experience. Honestly, I don't know how many times Matt has even been in there. But um, just, just, just to be clear, because you spoke of Eric Weddle, I just want to make we get this right. So Eric Weddle. Played um, 14 seasons. 2007, he was a rookie. He retired after the 2019 season. He played one season for the Rams. He played all 16 games, had 100 tackles. Okay, 100. 108, actually. Um, and basically took two years off. Is he out of shape? Maybe. Uh, but Eric Weddle went out on top, was a very good player. Just, I wanted to get that out yeah. a little bit. So he's not a bum. He's not a bum by any stretch. I don't ever back athletes who miss multiple years and then try and come back, especially when they've already had a full career. It's not like in year two had a bad injury, fought, and then came back at Derwin James. Derwin James. Right. I mean, this guy went out at, what, like 35 years old as a safety, 34. So I don't know because – I just think the Cardinals get back to what they were at the beginning of the season. Connor and Edmonds, a dual running back system. They have DeAndre Hopkins, who is one of the receivers I fancy to be able to beat Jalen Ramsey in the league. Um, maybe not 
consistently, but definitely able. AJ Green's kind of come, you know, gotten a better repertoire. Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, they have all systems go. Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, Murphy, Chandler Jones, JJ Watt. I just think they're healthier. They have more players. And like you said, the road team won both games. I think the road team takes the third game. Um, who knows if it'll be the same thing. We just saw the Rams play the 49ers, and it was all 49ers in the stands. Uh, people said 75-25 or 70-30. Will we see that again? I don't know. But having a mobile quarterback, I think, could be just the advantage that the Cardinals need over the, the Rams. Now, Cooper Cup's been amazing, but he's really been the only consistent piece on this Rams team. Outside of Jalen Ramsey, we haven't really heard much from Aaron Donald either. But I just like the Cardinals to get to get back to it. Uh, I think the Rams really needed that win to jump the Cowboys if they could have got it. Um, I haven't seen anything that DeAndre Hopkins is going to play, just to be clear. Well, they said when when he left, they said uh, they were just putting him off for three weeks so he could return for the playoffs. Yeah, and it doesn't look like he's going to play. Well, I mean, that changes things, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, everything everything I'm seeing is he's unavailable for the playoffs. But who knows? I mean, obviously, teams like to keep that stuff under wraps, and it's not official until it's official. But um, regardless, I actually like the Rams. This is a team that has been very good outside of a three game stretch. Can we can we talk about that? They're twelve and five, and three of their losses came in a row. This is a really good football team. That's done a ton of winning and they've beaten a lot of good teams, including the Cardinals, including the Bucks. Um, I think that this is a, this is a, a, my time is now style of team. They understand this is it, which probably can result in some pressure, but I think it's some pressure this team can take. I like the Rams big, big, like this is like my one blowout of the weekend. And the reason for it, the Cardinals have been shit over the last month and a half. I don't see that flipping. And the Rams have been good. Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to flip. Uh, no DeAndre Hopkins, no J.J. Watt. And you're absolutely right. I mean, the Rams, these teams are both really good teams. Yeah, they are. I'm not downing but, the Cardinals, but, but no, they've no. played really bad over the last we, month and a half. We always talk about New York Giants are a good example. you got to peak at the right time. Yes. And the Cardinals... I mean, it's almost a shame when you look at oh, they're eleven and five. They were seven and zero. Oh. It's it's insane. They were a completely weren't complete, they nine and one? They were yeah, they were completely <laughs> average at the end of the year. They were two and four to end the season. Like you said, they only won two of their last six, and one yeah. was like a shocker game where Kyler's eight and zero in his career, AT and T Stadium versus the Cowboys, who just laid an egg, like. I hate to take all six home home teams. I was confident in the other five. I like the Cardinals. I'm switching to the Rams. I'm going to take all – excuse me. I'm going to take all the home teams, which makes me almost guaranteed to not be right on my prediction. Correct. Yeah, and New England's going to win. That's why. But <laughs> – Yeah, no, I get it. I'm favorites in all the games. I'm taking them all. Well, we're going to hear our playoff brackets in just a minute. Let's get I down to this. Sense. We went through all we went through all of our predictions. Um, 
we're going to talk about in draft style. I, I hope you guys dig when we do this. Me and Brad like doing this. We're going to do draft style of the 10 most important players for their teams for the playoffs. Okay. Um, you go first. I want you to go first. And you know why you want me to go first. Cause you know I, who I'm I, speaking I, first. And that's I fine. Can't I can't decide. I need you to go. Oh, first. I can easily decide. I know the number one player in the playoffs for their team can't be disputed when this player has seven Super Bowl rings, 10 appearances, um, and 14 championship conference appearances. It's Tom Brady. Um, and I, I alluded to this earlier. The Bucks are going to have their hands full. This is not a time of the year where you want to lose two of your top receivers in the span of a month and a half. That sucks. Um He's going to go to war. He's still going to war with Mike Evans and Gronk. I'm not trying to say he's going to war with the little sisters of the poor, but Tom Brady is going to need to be big time. And he's the number one impact player in my opinion. Yeah. Number two, I'm going to have to go with the other MVP candidate, Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be hard for these first, at least four, not to be quarterbacks because quarterbacks are quarterbacks. We all know that, but we, we've seen, we've seen in the past years, what the Packers are without Aaron Rodgers. This team averages 31 points per game. They scored seven the week he wasn't there. Um, I, I'm going Aaron Rodgers, number two. Now, the, yeah, I agree. This, I agree you, with you. You guys just heard our, our little game that we're playing, and you're hearing our answers. This was a nightmare looking at these players, all their accolades, what they mean to their teams, and trying to put a top 10 on this. I mean, there's four or five players left off my list where I'm like, you can make a case for them to be in the top five. This is impossible, but it's just fun to talk about some of these players, what they mean. But Aaron Rodgers, I mean, 37 touchdowns, only four interceptions. They're not getting that with Jordan Love. I think part of this is because what they are with their backup. So you said something a second ago, and I, I, I somewhat agree, um, but I'm breaking the mold. You said it's going to be really hard for the first four to not be quarterbacks. It wasn't for me. My third, Derrick Henry. And the reason it's Derrick Henry, and in my opinion, it's not arguing. He could, he could have easily been number one. The Titans are a good football team. We both have liked them. We dipped on them. We're back up on them. Um, this is a good football team. They are an elite football team with Derrick Henry. They are about good to average without him. They lost games that they should not have without him. They don't lose. They were undefeated against playoff teams with him in the lineup. This is a very good team that's going to have home field advantage. Derrick Henry is super important. I have him at three. Yeah, he's uh, played eight games, ninth in the league in rushing yards. <laughs> Had ten touchdowns. You see some of the stuff. Yeah. Tannehill will take the snap, turn around, and not give the ball to Henry, and A.J. Brown's wide open across the middle because eight guys have to commit. I mean, he is literally a nightmare for a defensive coordinator. And uh, he was on my list. Derrick Henry wasn't going to make it without getting on this list. Um, Number three and four, I have a toss-up. But I am going to say number four, I'm going to go Josh Allen for the Bills. Um, Josh Allen with his arm talent, is great sure they don't have that with their backups but offensively he is their pass game he is their run game he is their play action game 
He's their best offensive lineman, it seems like at times. Josh Allen and his, forget quarterback play, his playmaking ability is literally everything for the Buffalo Bills offensively. The, buff, the Buffalo Bills would be horrendous without Josh. They would have finished below the Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely. They had to go with any other quarterback. 100%. 100%. Um, I had him just below this guy. And maybe that this is your two that you're flipping. It, it's hard to not put this guy on there because I believe that this. It's like his time, just the pressure of Dak Prescott. Um, not even on my list. I no, that that's crazy. I can't believe that. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. So Dak Prescott, I think, is huge for the Cowboys. Obviously, we've seen what they were last year with being able to put up points. They were a great football team in general, and then when he went out, they were bad. If Dak plays good, the, the Cowboys are almost impossible to beat. All right. That's, maybe I missed them, but I still think some of these guys are more important. Um, Patrick Mahomes. He was I, next. Yeah, yep. at the end of the day, they got to outscore their opponents. Chad Henney's not going to do that. Um, no. Patrick Mahomes has had arguably what some people would say, man, this is like the worst he looked, that losing streak, this and that. He's fourth in passing yards and fourth in passing touchdowns. I mean, the guy matters, and we talk about Tyreek Hill's speed. Why is that elite? Patrick Mahomes extends plays and can throw the ball 70 yards. Travis Kelsey and him, it's telepathic, man. They're just on. If they were to lose Patrick Mahomes, the Steelers win this game. Patrick Mahomes gets injured the first series. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, it's funny that you say you're taking the Steelers. So it's really hard. Um to justify that somebody's impact can be so great when they don't touch the ball. But this person's is he had 22 and a half sacks. I have TJ Watt at seven, um, a complete game wrecker and is the only single reason that the chiefs could lose this game. Obviously they would need a big game, uh, game from Ben too, but TJ Watt would be more impactful for that team. People talk about how the Steelers need defense to win. This is just a step. Take it for what you want. When T.J. Watt plays at least 60% of the snaps, the Steelers are 9-2. and two. If he plays less than 60, they're 0-5. He's going to play more than 60. Correct. But I'm just saying, yep. t- taking out the games he missed, that's why there's only, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, the two games he missed is included in the 0-5. So when T.J. Watt plays, they're 9-5. and five. So yeah. something to something to take there. Um. Thought about going a quarterback here, but I kind of want to mix things up. I just kind of wanted to have a little fun, and it's for the 49ers, actually. And I really think Debo Samuel matters that much. Yeah, I agree. Debo Samuel is the most versatile player, I think, in the NFL. You could argue Christian McCaffrey, maybe, Alvin Kamara style, but they're not in the playoffs. He's fifth in the NFL in receiving yards with six touchdowns. And he has eight rushing touchdowns with five rushes over 20 yards. He's an all-purpose guy. He opens up everything for Brandon Ayuk. Kittle benefits off that. His versatility, if taken from the 49ers, takes away so much out of their playbook and so much of their big playability. I'm going to put Debo Samuel at number eight. Great pick. So, without this player, not only is this team not in the playoffs, 
they're probably they probably have the number one pick in the draft. And a player like this needs commended on the season he's had for being a mature adult in a circus. Uh, Derek Carr, 100% Derek Carr. And the impact that he sh- that he has on his team is the sole reason this team is in the playoffs. Crosby's been great. The coaching's been great. But stop it. Derek Carr has been incredible. I've defended him multiple times, even to a couple Raiders fans. Um, he had to make this list. Yeah, and uh, the last one, number 10, I'm going to take another final quarterback. Um, we've talked about how this team has multiple 1,000-yard receivers along with the 1,000-yard rusher. This guy was sacked 51 times and threw for over 4,000 yards and over 35 touchdowns and brought the Bengals to an AFC North division title when everyone had them picked for fourth. Joe Burrow. Joe Tutty Burrow has really, as yeah. the kids you like to say, earned his feathers, I think they say, earned his whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. He got recognized. You know, yeah. he, he, he's he been amazing this year, and uh, he's almost impossible not to root for. Uh, how do you just yeah. not like Joe Burrow? I, Number 10. A couple things. Um, Obviously, no Rams made this list. It would have been um, a completely different ranking system if we were including everything. Like the combination of Stafford, Cup, and Aaron Donald and Ramsey, I think could arguably put them number one if we were combining a bunch of things. Um, But they have so many impactful players. It's hard to put one guy as their, you know, I think that's what it means. Go ahead. I had on my list, actually. Cooper Cup, and I had him on there because offense matters a little bit more than defense to this team, I yeah. think. And Cooper Cup has been – Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey have been the only consistents all year that have made splash plays. To yeah. win the triple crown as a wide receiver, I know it's probably – if you're listening, you're like, you had a different wide receiver than Cooper Cup. Debo Samuel is just so versatile. He's a He's a nightmare in terms of – what they can do with him. Cooper Cup just lines up and beats your team, too. So, I mean, I guess you can make the case it could have been him, but triple crown, you take Cooper Cup off that offense. But, again, all these guys, you take them off their team. That's why these guys are who they are. And this was an impossible list, and it's not like this is – I mean, everyone's list to be. Yeah. yeah, I think another thing, if we were including coaches in this, uh, Bill Belichick 100% would make the list. Uh, I'm not sure if maybe another one would, but Belichick would probably find his way somewhere in the seventh to eighth and ninth range. Um, but it was just players and uh, lots of good ones. Lots of good ones. I think a lot of people are probably like, oh shit, Derrick Henry. <laughs> but he's my bad. gosh, it's he's back. And I feel bad for the team that has to play them first because he's going to be healthy. To go. <laughs> his legs are rested. I, be a tank with, with watch him get 35 carries for two plus. Just my goodness. In the first um, half. <laughs> in the first <laughs> half. All right. Last thing. Full on playoff episode. Hope you guys are digging this. Um, we have projection brackets. Okay. You probably what? Basically, as if this is a March Madness bracket. March Madness bracket, okay? Now, the weird thing about the NFL bracket is obviously 
they're currently ranked and then they get reseeded. So it's not just a simple move. And then it becomes a, basically a normal um, tournament. So you do have to do a little bit of reseeding when you're picking your first round and then it's normal. Um, let's do AFC first, both of us, and then we'll do NFC. How's that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start? Or you want me to start? Yeah, I can go first. That's fine. Okay. Go ahead um, and give us your, your Kansas city Pittsburgh matchup. Yeah. Well, I, I we already gave our picks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. And as you guys know, I'll do this I took all the home teams. I took all yes. the highest seeds. Um, Bengals at home over the Raiders. Bills, Pats, which I think will be the closest of the AFC first rounds. Got the Bills. And then I have the Chiefs. When it comes to the second round, the Bengals travel to the Titans and the Bills travel to the Chiefs. Um, I think the Titans coming off of a bye. Bengals don't have a monstrous run defense. We already alluded to it. Derrick Henry, I think, really does have his way. Um, Derrick Henry and that Titans offense moves the ball. And we don't talk enough about this Titans defense. Time out. Time out. You have the Bills beating the Patriots. Correct. So the Bills would play the Titans. Bills are the three seed. Bills are the four seed because the Patriots are the fifth seed, aren't they? I thought the Bills were the three seed. Man, now you got me all jacked up. Yeah, because the Bengals are ten and six, and the uh, the Bills are eleven and five. Bills okay. Are the three, Bills are the three seed. Patriots are the six. Okay. Okay. Yep. So the Bengals, as the four seed, will travel to the Titans again. I have the Titans beating the Bengals. Um, the Titans' offense has played phenomenal. Um, but their defense has played even better. I think they give Joe Burrow some challenges, although Burrow will put up points and that offense will put up points. I like the Titans to dominate the time of possession, go through. Bills on the road at the Chiefs. The defending AFC champions go down in the rematch of AFC championship last year. I like the Bills to go into Arrowhead and upset the Chiefs. And I will be interested to see Nick Wright's take when Josh Allen beats Patrick Mahomes. Then in my AFC Championship game, I have the Bills versus the Titans. Everyone knows at the beginning of the year, I was high in the Bills, not as high in the Titans. And the AFC runs through Nashville, and they take it all the way to SoFi. I think the Titans is the number one seed, beat the Bills. And I think we see a Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry-led team, A.J. Brown and company, Mike Vrabel, Coach of the Year candidate. And I like the Titans to represent the AFC. And, guys, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Patriots. I mean, you could almost make a case for everybody in the AFC, um, realistically, to make the AFC championship. I think the Raiders and Steelers are, are the biggest long shots. Obviously, anybody's game, but... I think there's so many teams. It's the playoffs in the NFL. We all know this. I got the Titans. You got your seating right? I think so. Cool. I think so. Now that I had to adjust things. Hang on here. Doesn't change much, but it does change a few things. Yeah. All right. So, um, AFC. You obviously know Kansas City. I got them beating Pittsburgh. I got Cincinnati beating the Raiders. I have the Patriots beating the Bills, and I have the Titans obviously getting the, the bye and moving on. So that would set up Kansas City, Cincinnati. Uh, we've seen this game two weeks ago, and la la last I checked, last I checked, uh, 
Chiefs still can't stop the Bengals. Jamar Chase. Um, give me Kansas City on the road in a shocker. Um, Joe Burr, like I said, I, I said, what's that? You said KC on the road in a shocker. You All right. I, give, me, give me Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Sorry, my apologies. Yeah, on the good? road, in a shocker. A second ago, I just said that this team has a bright future, but it's not done this season because I meant it. This is a huge season for them. This is the season where they get close. They beat the Raiders. They shock the Chiefs, and they make it to the conference championship. We'll get to that in a second. Um, the Bills go down to the Patriots in a, in a tough one. I think that the Patriots are one of the only – uh, road teams that are going to win this weekend. I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And they're going to play the Titans, who they just played just a couple of weeks ago, and they beat down um, without Derrick Henry. Well, guess what? The Titans had 200-plus rushing yards in that game, so I don't think that's going to fully matter. I like Ryan Tannehill to make a mistake or two. And Bill Belichick comes up big again two weeks in a row and gets a victory, moving the Patriots to the conference championship, setting up a monstrous Cincinnati, New England, um, in Cincinnati, I mean, Cincinnati going to host the AFC Championship game out of nowhere as the three seed, um, or the four seed. My apologies, the four and the six are going to are going to match up. New England. This is how they get back. They beat Josh Allen, and then they have to play Ryan Tannehill. And at the end of the day, Belichick against Joe Burrow. Burrow hasn't seen a lot of Belichick yet, and gets the best of him. And Mac Jones and Belichick get out of the AFC. Now, mind you, if the Patriots beat the Bills, I could see the Patriots beating the Titans. I don't know who yeah. they play after that because yeah. um, you have the Bills and Chiefs – or not the Bills, but you have the Chiefs potentially being there as well. But um, if they get past the Bills, I could see them beating the Titans and making the AFC Championship game. Okay. Will they make it all the way? Yet to see. But they get past the Bills, they got a real shot at that final four. Absolutely, absolutely. When I when I was mapping this out and I seen all they really have to do is beat the Bills and then they get the Titans again. And I'm not trying – I just talked up the Titans. I think the Titans are very dangerous. And the thing about the AFC, if Pittsburgh beats Kansas City, it is truly wide open because there's a lot of good teams. Kansas City probably – Last year and this year with Derrick Henry, yeah. with Derrick Henry. Yeah, New England beat the New Titans. Yeah, there's a, there's just the AFC is very crowded. In New England being a six seed, they could uh, literally the last week of the year they could have been the four. Could you imagine Steelers Patriots seven versus six in the AFC Championship game? Let's That'd be go. Let's it, go. So what are the odds on that? Let's go look at future bets. AFC championship match. If we, put, if we each, if we each put in five hundred and put a thousand dollar bet down on the odds, what would the payout be? You start with the so, NFC. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it. I'm see if I can find it. <laughs> All right. Well, he's looking up the odds for us to become rich. Uh, the NFC Packers, the one seed. Uh, obviously, they're moving on. You have the Rams and Cardinals, the four versus five. Uh, I have the Rams winning that game. Okay. Uh, Bucks, Eagles, two versus seven. I had the Bucks winning that game, and then the boys uh, and the Niners. That's the three versus six. I had the boys winning that one. The Cowboys. So that sets up Green Bay hosting the LA Rams and the Bucks hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, first off, holy hell, fantastic games, absolutely fantastic games. But for years, Matthew Stafford had to go up against Aaron Rodgers with a shit roster, bad coaching. That's not going to be the case. I like the Rams to upset the Green Bay Packers. 
Um, Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs has never been something to to write home about, and I like uh, Stafford to not only get his first win this year, but his second playoff win two weeks in a row. Um, we've seen this match before. I think it'll be even closer this time, if that's even possible. But I do like Tom Brady and the Bucks to get the best of Dallas on the road um, in a game where you know we probably see uh, the coaching staff get out out coached. You know, obviously the um, the Tampa Bay offensive line is very good. It's going to have their problem with the Eagles. It's going to have their problem with the Cowboys. But I think ultimately they'll 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 find a way to get it done. Uh, Bucks Rams in the in the NFC Conference Championship, and you're probably like, we already know where this is going, Jeff. And you're right. You know, I'm going to try and predict it now. Um, and obviously, this can easily change. But Bucks Rams in an NFC Championship game, it's a rematch from Week Three uh, in a game that I picked the Rams to win. I have it different this time. I'd like the Bucks to go back to the Super Bowl. Bucks Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. It's in Hollywood, California. You couldn't script it better. There it is. All right, so we talked about the first round, and I believe we are the same. We have Packers, Tampa, Cowboys, Rams all being in the second round, the one through four seed. We don't have any upsets in the uh, NFC, correct? Zero upsets. Yep, in the first round. Yep. So in the second round, um, I'll just cut to the chase. Uh, We have exact opposite picks in both games here in the second round. I figured. Um, I figured. I think the Packers, um, you're asking me what wide receiver do you think could beat Jalen Ramsey right now? Devontae Adams is one of those guys. I think that's a primary matchup. I think they can't cancel each other out. They're 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 good enough. Um, Aaron Rodgers, the way he's playing, uh, the way the defense is coming around, they're getting healthy at the right time as they're going into the playoffs. I like them to beat the Rams. Um, again, I've just had problems really – really attaching to Matt Stafford. He makes a little bit too many mistakes that come playoff time are going to cost yeah. him, I think. Talk to me in February, <laughs> but you'll, you'll come around. <laughs> Relax. Tampa oh, <laughs> um, versus the Cowboys. Um, we obviously talked about them losing Antonio Brown and losing Chris Godwin, uh, having some secondary issues. Not that they're bad, but they're not great. But I think this is – the Tampa roster is relatively the same coming in, but with the emergence of uh, of Micah Parsons and the consistency they found in the run game, I think the Cowboys are better than they are in week one. Um, Tampa lost the turnover margin by four and still beat the Cowboys by one, though. So that's something to keep an eye on. But um, Again, I, I've really liked the Cowboys this year, and I, I like to pick a few upsets here and there. I'm going to take the Cowboys to upset them. Uh, Cowboys Chiefs a while ago was one of my potential picks to be potential matchup. Um, with that being said, Cowboys go to Lambeau and fall short in the NFC Championship game. And like how Jeff kind of has the romantic Brady versus the Patriots, I'm kind of the one seeds. They're there for a reason the one seeds make it to the Super Bowl where the Packers and the Titans clash in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. That's funny that, you know, just like Jeff and I, we're only two guys. We didn't talk about this beforehand. We don't even have really like this. You had the Patriots Bengals and then the Bucks versus the um, Rams. So our conference championship, our final four didn't have one team the same. So, I mean, like, there's so many good teams, and we talked about it all year, even in the live shows with you guys, you know, oh, man, so many great teams. How do you decide? 
virtually impossible. And it's going to be fun to see it unfold. And you know what's crazy is my... Of my final four, there's only one that's a heavy favorite. The other three could easily lose this weekend. <laughs> easily. I mean, I think only Tampa's favored by more than a touchdown. The rest of them are all coin flip games. By the way, on the little bet you wanted me to look up, we cannot do futures on conference champion matchups. Just who wins. We can do all the possible Super Bowl matchups are on here. And the Eagles and the Steelers meeting in the Super Bowl is plus 80,000. So $10 would win you 8,000. $100 would win you 80,000. Just go throw that down. Yeah. $1 would win 800. Well, um, full playoff episode. I mean, every single Uh game. Who wins your Super Bowl? Tampa. You just don't want to say it, Tampa. I can't say it. I li- it just hurts me to say it. But Tampa um, win that game. It's one of those things where if if the Patriots they destroyed the that, Patriots earlier in the year, Patriots get that. No, they didn't. With the field goal, with the gun. If the Patriots get that far. Come, they got to beat the Bucks. They got. What would that for the story? Bill versus Brady. And Bill gets him in the rematch in the more important game. It was just oh, figures. No. I mean, obviously, that's gosh. It's hard to pick against Tom in the playoffs. He's just so fucking good. I mean, it's so hard to pick against him. So, I'm excited about the playoffs. I can't wait. Starts tomorrow. Hope you guys are all digging it. Hope all your teams win, unless you're a Bills fan. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'll give you my Super Bowl winner. Um, I think the guy that's going to hoist the the Lombardi Trophy. Is the second run, the the runner up in the MVP last year, Derrick Henry, the Titans in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't it be something? I think the Titans win the Super Bowl. I love I think, the Titans. I think Mike Vrabel is has every right to say he's coach of the year. They yeah. have most players activated, the most players ever on IR. Number one seed in the AFC. No Derrick Henry for nine games. Derrick Henry and that offense are going to be smooth. The play action, the run game, this defense has been playing lights out and seeing the offense start to move the ball, it's only motivation for them. They got I, revived. Their I best player is literally back. They're literally built. They're built for a magical run. I, I, I think the Titans do it this year. And I, and I haven't liked the Titans a wink all year. I've been yeah. very critical of them. But I find myself really loving what they're doing and what what what's going on with them here in the postseason. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, and we'll be back uh, probably next week to talk what the hell just happened this weekend. So. <laughs> All right. We are out. Later. <laughs>